All right. Uh, as long as sound is a-okay, welcome to another episode of Comic Talk. I'm your host, Demetri Pereira. This is the show brought to you by The Keyed, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. Um, we are live streaming, and you could be listening to the podcast. So if you're watching this live, it is Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time or somewhere in between. Uh, you were watching this on any one of these social media platforms that we have, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitch, but our number one live streaming platform, our number one bay, our number one boo is volume.com. Uh, it's a new streaming platform. So check out volume.com slash the key show. That's where we draw the chat from. So uh, if you're watching this live and you're seeing that chat, it's being drawn from uh, volume.com slash the key show. And if you're listening to this, you're listening to this on our podcasts. So wherever you are, give us a like, give us a follow so on and so forth. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support, so thank you for watching. But I cannot talk about weekly comics alone. It'd be really boring, and this is like a two-hour show, so uh, uh, I've brought on two awesome guests, guests that I've had for uh, a good amount of episodes previously. They've been on the show before, so you might recognize them. First up is Manny Batista. Manny, how you doing? Doing great. Um, happy to be back again. Happy to talk about some comments. I'm happy to have you back too. What state are you repping? What state New are you repping? New York. New York. The big old, the big old apple. Absolutely. The big, is the state the big apple or is no, the it's, city it's the big apple? It's just the city. Oh, what's the state? What's the state called? It's just New York. The, the some, something state. All the stuff that you know about New York, the state is just New York, the city. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. You don't exist. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because, uh, I mean, California is the golden state. I mean, New York has to have, like, a title. I get, it I, has to. I, you're definitely right. I definitely don't know what it is. Empire Empire State. That's what it is. It's Empire State. That's, in, that's in the city as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it has to be. Okay, we're going to figure this out. Uh, Manny... I will make sure to ask you comic book questions from now on and not New York-related questions. No, this is now New That's York. That's your specialty. <laughs> the, I feel, let's go with where Manny's Manny's uh, uh, specialty is, and that's comic books. Luckily, he's on Comic Talk and not, as Ambrosia said, New York trivia. Uh, let's introduce Ambrosia Kep, everybody. Ambrosia's Hi. been on the show before. Yeah. Ambrosia, how you doing? I'm doing swell. How are you? Uh, I am I'm off my rocker, but I'm looking forward to talk about comics with you guys. Um, there's a lot of comics to talk about, and I didn't get to read everything that I wanted to. But I, I feel like that's that's I, every week. I didn't get to read as much as I wanted to either. Yeah. There's Manny the Manny on the other Manny's hand. Manny's like I read 48 comics. I am ready to go. I will dominate both of you guys. It's fine. <laughs> I like I I don't think combined we've hit as many comics this week as Manny has. Like I feel like Manny is dual wielding two swords and he's fighting us from both sides <laughs> and we're both single wielding on both sides. This is fencing, by the way, for anyone who's listening to the podcast. I'm fencing right now, and Manny's just kicking our asses both ways. I'm now the Darth Maul of comics. Uh, right, right. Ooh. I was going for a Three Musketeers vibe, but that works too. You, I like you got the Darth double... Maul of comics. That, yeah. that should just yeah. be your new like handle, like Manny, Darth <laughs> Maul of comics. Darth Maul of comics. That's good. I like that. 
think water is underrated. Ever since I got this big old jug that, like, for the first six months of doing shows with this jug, uh, people used to comment on it. Now, I guess it's just... It's old news, but nobody comments on, on my... Nobody comments on my jugs what? anymore. Well, I'm glad that your jugs are, like, under control. But... We need to have coldest sponsor you because, I mean, you always see people in, like, their TikTok videos with, like, their coldest water bottle just, like, randomly, like, oh, hey, <laughs> this is my TikTok. So, like, we'll yeah. just have you be like, I'm just taking a drink of water out of my coldest water bottle. I would love to get sponsorships for this show, and I would gladly spread the love if they send us bottles, then I'm like, I'll send you guys those bottles and get, you know... Uh, I'm I'm down for sponsorships. If if anyone out there wants to sponsor this show, uh, our podcast listens are going up and up to the like. I think like each episode on SoundCloud alone is hitting like 300 plays on SoundCloud alone, plus all the other other streaming services we're doing. You know, awesome. not to mention live live uh, people that are watching us live stream. Um, we're always getting good amount of, of listens there. So uh, we're doing the best we can here. And uh, I think we're all doing a really good job. And you two are really good at this. Uh, so I'm glad to have you back. I'm Thanks glad. for having us. Thanks for fitting us in with your like busy schedule and everything. And I'm proud of you and yeah. the show and like everything that you've built up. So kudos to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I ask everybody, for the most part, unless I forget, what comic can you not do without right now? If there was one comic that you got to buy this month, if it, you were only allowed to buy one comic, you had the time and the money for one comic, what would it be? Okay. I'm going to go with an independent on this one. Okay. Um, and it's called Home by Julio Antos. And... It, like, issue, I just got caught up with, like, issue four last night, and every single episode, or every single issue, like, I'm crying. It's just, it's so, it, it touches your heart. That book is so good. That's a great choice. That I, also made me cry. So I, I, There <laughs> yeah. hasn't been a single, a single issue where I haven't not cried. It's, it's so, it's, like, a, a comic I haven't read before. Mm. I, I keep hearing from it, or about it, I think from you, too. Have you two been on an episode together? Yes. Okay. My first okay. one. Oh, okay. Because uh, we have a rotating you know, group of guests, and I'm like, who has not worked together before? And I like pairing them up and seeing how it works, you know? Um, but uh, uh, Home, yeah, I've heard it's good, and I still haven't read it, and so I need to. Uh, but you guys know, I, I don't read too many, I don't read too many, like, third-party comics. DC and Marvel... And then, like, it's so rare that I read, like, a third party. I don't want to call it independent. If it's Image Comics, like, it's not, like, is it independent, really? Like, I don't know. I don't know I what counts as indie anymore. I always call independence everything that's not DC and Marvel. Right, right. I feel like, yes, for Image specifically, yes, but no, because they're not tied to any pre-existing IPs, so I would call those independents. But something like mm. anything that IDW does, for example. Right. I wouldn't necessarily call independent because that, like, that's just a Ninja Turtles comic, bro. You know. Right. Ooh, right. What What about Dark Horse? Uh, I, they have like a good mix, I think. No. No, they do. They do. They have like the Star Wars and like Stranger Things, but then they also have like their own like 
like Hellboy and uh, Black Hammer, which is my yeah. book that I will never, <gasps> that I will always get. Black Hammer. Uh, is that, that's uh, your number one pick, right? Every single absolutely. time? Yes, it's it's always a different series because they rotate out a lot, right? The current one is uh, Black Hammer Reborn, but every single one right. of them is good and every single one of them gives me uh, a great mix of like, you know, the superhero action that I crave as well as the uh, character-driven, uh, super real emotional moments from the indie stuff that I want. So it's a good mix of both. That's why that would be like my one for the month if I had to only pick one. All right, all right. What about um, you? Uh, for me, it, 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 it's... It's tough. Uh, I'm trying to go with. Oof, oof. Let me let me think. Yeah, it's well. Okay, now that Hellfire Club is or Hellfire Gala is over, there's the trial of Magneto, but there's this middle ground of time where it's like I don't know whether I'm digging like the X titles just right now. Like Sword is always good. Like Sword came out this week, and we'll talk about it. But like Sword was great. I love it. You know. Um, um, but, uh, sort of, uh, you know, but I, I'm not, I gotta, I gotta think, I gotta, fine, for the sake of this, sword right now, sword is good, sword, especially, like, Storm is queen of Mars, and, uh, in this recent issue, she has dinner with Doom, and, you know, uh, that, it was pretty good, uh, also really good was Fantastic Four this week, but we'll we'll talk about it. But like uh we have a lot to talk about. There's a good amount of stuff. I know Manny's gonna be leading the charge. So what we'll do is I'm gonna ask Ambrosia, what's the big book that you think all three of us read this week? Is Ooh. was there a big book? Um, let me see what came out this week. Uh are we gonna start with DC or Marvel? Doesn't really matter. I think I got stuff prepped for for Both. everything. Um, so I'm still... Uh, uh, I'm still figuring that out. Okay, well, Manny, I say what, or, for sure you guys read X-Men, the X-Men titles. I don't read X-Men monthly. You don't? Oh, Manny, oh, Manny doesn't do oh, I haven't been doing it either. <laughs> like, I have them all. I just have been so behind that I know that I have to, like... I'm going to have to really set a chunk of time out to get caught up on those because I am, like, way back in Hickman's, like, beginning of X-Men. Yeah, I stopped after Hoxpots, and I was like, this is good, but it's definitely going to read a lot better when it's done. So, Ooh. Did any of you guys read <laughs> Fantasy? Bless you. Yes, I that did was not. my pick of the week. Ooh. Let's talk about let's talk about Amazing Fantasy. I have, uh, I, I think I have this, uh, yeah, I have this image right here. I po posted it up. What's this all about? Because it's kind of hearkening to the old pulp fantasy kind of novels, but it's Marvel characters. So for anyone out there who's wondering why is Thor riding on a flying lion, I don't know. You tell me. Manny, Ambrosia. Great. Okay, can I give, like, the overall, and then you give into, like, the nitty-gritty? For sure. Okay, so we have, well, and especially because you read way more than I did this week, so look look at you um but uh so we have captain america in world war ii or from world war ii we have peter parker or spider-man from an earlier um 
and we have an earlier Peter Parker, and then we have uh, Black Widow from like the Red Room, and they all get like sucked in to this fantasy land, this fantasy island that has like different tribes and monsters. And this was like one of the first comics that I read this week. Uh, I forgot what the overall. Oh, and we have spoiler. We have Uncle Ben in here, and it's so good. Okay. So is it in continuity? We don't know. Yeah. Or at least it seems very ambiguously in continuity uh, because the Peter Parker that they took seems like a, like a, like to me, at least it read like 60s Peter Parker taking place in the 60s. Uh, Okay. But dude, this book is fucking weird, but really cool and like doesn't make any sense, but I love it. So uh, hear me out. This fantasy world that they get brought into is completely absurd, right? Like, from the get, Captain America meets a griffin, and they become best right. friends, and they fight a dragon together, and that's only, like, the first little bit of the book, and you're like, uh, okay, okay. Like, that happens, like, doesn't that happen, like, right even before they give, like, the title page? Yeah, that's, like, within the first couple of pages. Yeah. Uh, you get Uncle Ben suggesting that this may be the afterlife because all of the situations that we see them plucked from are... Uh, situations in which they seem like they could have died. Well, um, he actually says, like, uh, Uncle Ben, but you're dead. And he's just like, we're all dead. <laughs> that's and so then, weird. Like, that's where it leaves off. It's Is this a good book for, for newcomers that kind of want their own standalone thing, but, but, like, they don't want to get bogged down with continuity? I would say so. I think that if you go into it knowing... Or if you go into it with the with the idea that this is not connected to anything else and just sort of take it as its own little standalone thing, then I think you'll have a good time. Uh, if you if you try to fit this in somewhere, your head's gonna explode. <laughs> but it's truly like a take it as it is. Uh, also, I love the artist on here, Car oh. Andrews, from his other stuff. But this is like peak Car Andrews for me. His art has gotten so good. This book is so clean, and all of the a movement feels so kinetic, and uh, the 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 sort of his poses are all uh, again. Everything just feels like it's constantly moving, and I'm here for it. Well, and then especially okay. like it's cool because he was actually he's the writer and the artist to it, and so and you see that within this whole story of how it just like blends so seamlessly, like mm. it's it's just beautiful. It's just beautifully just done all together. Ambrosia. What's your theory on what the hell is going on here? That they're in hell? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know because there has to, and then it go into like the other theories of like time loops hmm. because they're all from three different eras, and why are they all on this fantasy land? I don't, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin with this. Is it like Marvel sixteen oh two? Like, uh, where you have to figure out why things are weird? Kind of. It's less that because we, we pluck these characters from the iconic versions that we know them as, right? Like, oh, Captain America okay. is, like, clearly Captain America in World War II. Spider-Man is fighting the Green Goblin as we meet him in New York, swinging around. Black Widow is a child in the Red Room, is trying to run for oh. Red Room stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, the Black Widow that we get isn't a grown woman. She's, like... Baby Lip. Natasha, yeah. She's like oh. a teenager, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, 
I don't even know. But so this this is what makes Amazing Fantasy so different. This revival because they've tried to revive it in the past, but this is this is the first one where they've used like actually like iconic uh, superheroes, correct? I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I think that before they've just tried to do like fantasy stories. Yeah. I mean, besides huh. Spider Man in like 1963. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah, very interesting. I, it's it's I, it's really good. Um, right now, just so everyone knows, there's 437 people watching us on volume.com. For anyone out there who's not created an account, it is free. You can create an account and you can chat with us in the chat. So like right now, Brian Long, uh, unless he peaced out, he's here, uh, you know, longtime uh, uh, friend of the Keeg. Uh, he's been a guest on this show. Uh, Brian says, is Uncle Ben fighting monsters in this or dot, 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 question mark? That's a great Does Uncle question. Ben fight monsters in this? Oh, we don't. He's got armor on. Like, he, I mean, he's like a buff Uncle Ben. Buff. He's like okay. He's like Uncle Ben who ate some Uncle Ben rice. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> uh, we don't we don't know yet. But he definitely like he has like some war paint on, and he's just like shirtless and like ready to go. So it looks like he. Uh, like, is it major major zaddy vibes? Is that is it is it, it, it you know how like Marissa Tomei has everybody thinking about Aunt May, but like is this Uncle Ben getting people thinking about Uncle Ben? <laughs> oh, I, like okay, imagine Santa Claus with his shirt off with war paint, and that's what you got. That's a pretty okay. that's a pretty accurate representation of what that so, is. Unless like Santa Claus is your like your cup of tea, then yes, yeah. Well, and not it, like does, he have a belly? does Uncle Ben have a belly? Yes, yes he's got. A, he's a little portly, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, but I like, told you, he ate some rice. Uh, okay. He, okay. He I'm up. just. I wasn't sure what but you like, meant by that. Well, well, it's because like in, in the like uh, Uncle Ben that we know, he's like 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 little fragile, like skinny, like I'm Uncle Ben. Well, he's and, like Jack Kirby, isn't he? Like I always envisioned Uncle Ben as Jack Kirby. Is that just me? I think so. <laughs> is he ever drawn as Jack, like kind of Jack Kirby, like Ben Grimm is Jack Kirby? Yeah, I know that, but like, okay, maybe I'm just I'm mixing the two up. But okay, all right, okay. Uncle Ben the Barbarian. That's, That's what it. Brian Long says. I like that. Brian yeah. Long says, "Why wasn't Uncle Ben the Barbarian not in the advertising?" I don't know. <laughs> uh, because they don't want to give it away. Because, like, let's yeah. say there are in the afterlife. You had it, like, they can't just put Uncle Ben on there. It has to be, because Uncle Ben, too, for a while, Uncle Ben was, like, one of the only characters that they never, like, brought back um, in right. a comic, just, like, until, like, the past, like, 10 years. So they can't just, like, stick Uncle Ben in there. They have to, like, leave some, like, dramatic, like, dun-dun-dun. Are they yeah. in the afterlife? We don't know. He's the stinger okay. at the end of the issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Okay, yeah. Um... I I wanted a transition from Marvel to DC through the whole the whole zaddy the whole zaddy you know like that's what Gen Z say right they they say zaddy or is it I've I've never heard it before you've never heard of it's it's just like sexual daddy type thing it's there like the instead enough. of saying instead of instead of saying daddy people I've, are saying zaddy so it's not so weird but it also has that vibe. I don't know. I've I've seen I've heard more daddy than I have. Well, yeah, daddy. 
It's a trend. It's trendy. However, I will never forget when Trevor called you Daddy Dimitri, and that is kind of like I kind of just I I didn't ask for it. Manny doesn't know what's going on. I didn't ask for it, but Ambrosia. Ambrosia was on an episode of The King Back where we did, what, dr- uh, Pokemon drinking game? Yeah. Yeah, and we were all drinking, and for some reason, like, was it, it was Trevor? Trevor said, called me Daddy Dimitri. Was he in the show or was he in the comments? He was in the show. He was in the show, and yeah. he called me Daddy Dimitri, and everybody called me Daddy Dimitri, and I did not want that, because I'm not in, I'm not... That's not my vibe. That's not what I'm going for with the ladies. Um, uh, I don't need... I, yeah, I don't need that. And they kept going with it. it was, I mean, the moment uh, you say... The moment that you say, I'm not into that, is the moment that you seal your fate that you are forever Daddy Dimitri. Like, that's that's horrible. Things need to be consensual. Don't... don't Like, consent is key. Right? Oh, man. What is this? Junior high? But don't who is your don't comic call me that. Daddy Dimitri. What? Who was your comic zaddy? Hit us with the truth. Was, ooh, oh, ooh, good yes. question. Okay, so the comic zaddy that I was trying to transition to was in the new Robin issue. It, do we have... Wait, Rob? Yeah, it was Rob. Robin came out this week, right? Why don't I have Robin something Ford. prepped for it? Why don't I have something prepped for it? Um, because you're too busy looking at his picture that you forgot to put it up. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna set that up. Let's talk about something else while we while I set this up. Um, what else did you guys read? All right, I chose one. Manny, your turn. Uh, did you guys read Icon and Rocket number one? I did. <gasps> yeah, I, let's talk about it. I read the title page. I read Static though. <laughs> I also we also do we all read Static? Dimitri, did you read Static too? Uh, I did read Static. Yeah, you guys want to talk about Static? static? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about static. And then and then we could transition into Iconic and Rocket because I feel like they, they're both like milestone yeah. books. And this is good, especially for listeners who are watching um or listening to the podcast. Uh, you know, and and it's like, yeah, hit the big stuff. Let's hit the big stuff. Static, number two, how'd you guys feel? It I liked that we sort of slowed down a little bit to to take in the stuff that happened at the end of the first issue, right? Like, this feels very much uh-huh. like a transitionary issue in between big stuff because we're dealing with the repercussions on Static's family of the fire and how everybody's dealing with Static actually using his powers for something. Uh, Static's trying right. to figure out what he wants to do with this. Uh, and I'm here for take it, taking a little time to, like, chill after, like, oh, my gosh, my house is burning, you know, giving us <laughs> time to care right. about these characters a little bit. Right, because at the end of last issue, the house burns down. Great. First thing, not actual great. That was sarcasm. That sucks. At the same time, like, I don't know. This the vibe of this new static stuff is like cool, but I think it. I I think it's okay for me because I have my history with static, whether it's the cartoon or a little bit of the comics. But like, I think a lot of this is for setting up people um, who haven't read the the comics before and don't know what these comics are about. Is that just me? No. Am I I correct in my assumption? Yes. Um, And especially because we haven't seen Static in a 
really long time. And so for them, whenever they do a reboot like this, it's almost like an origin story all over again. So it could be pretty dry for readers and watchers who grew up with it or who were into it previously. But right. I issue two was a hard one to um, follow up because I feel like issue one was such like it, it hit like was such it was such a banger with like the fire and um that it was hard to uh have another issue follow that but i think they did a really good job doing so i don't right. see what you mean with like what the happens pace. in this issue yeah it is kind of slower paced it's it, kind it's of introducing lot, everything yeah it's a lot more character stuff than it is like action and things like that because i'm like surprised that he had that he's not like properly static yet Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah yeah he, he's still just like virgil freaking out but i think that taking that time to develop him like that is interesting especially because uh in contrast to the other milestone book this week static is taking a different approach than the prior comics and even the tv show is uh mm-hmm. like it feels like it's trying to do something different than those things did while still keeping the spirit of those things uh and I think with that, you need the extra time to sort of adjust yourself to this new version of this character. No, and I I think that's really good because uh, I don't know if you guys have been... Are, did any of you guys get into, like, He-Man at all? Uh, that uh, new cartoon that's out now? Well, or it was He-Man like... He-Man in general? He-Man in general, prior to this new cartoon. I was never, I was never a big He-Man person. I watched because... the 2000 series. And I think it's because, like, original He-Man came out, like, in, like, mid-80s. Yeah, in the 80s. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we weren't quite there yet. But a lot of people are, like, yeah. super upset with the new Kevin Smith show because it wasn't, like, it is different from, like, what they know of He-Man. And so when you're right. doing these revivals of these characters, it's it's so hard because you're walking on eggshells of trying to give the audience something that they love while also not doing a repeat of what they've already done. Yeah, it's a right. very thin line. Yeah. I'm, as we talk about this, I'm realizing something. This is written for the trade, like 200% written for the trade. Or at least I feel like it's going to be because this is this very much. This doesn't feel like an issue that can work. Is like, I feel like I didn't necessarily enjoy this issue uh, a whole lot, right? But right, w- but within the context of the overall story, I feel like I really dig it, right? Right. right, and that's like how I felt like this this issue was a little slower because I feel like issue one was such like boom, 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 and then this issue was, it's definitely like that character development, and so you know that this is just kind of a, like, a link to what is coming, but I feel like issue two and issue three are going to be very, like, blah, and then we get to see all, like, what we're expecting with the static and everything in issue, like, four and five. Uh, yeah, three, I'm assuming we're going to get uh, the 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 first appearance of the costume at the end. Four is going to be the heroic montage. Five is going to be the climactic fight. So I think they're all five issues or six issues or something like that. Because in the, doing them in seasons as opposed to straight through ongoing. Yeah, because they're called seasons, right? So yeah. yeah, it's meant to kind of have that like, like I I do think yeah, it's probably meant for trades, right? I mean that kind of makes sense. I can see that. Um, whether that's something I like, I'm not quite sure. I don't know whether I like it reading it week to week then. Oh, that's true. 
I'll still read it week to week, but I will also go back once it's all done and read it again. I'm contractually obligated to read all the milestone stuff the moment it comes out, so <laughs> I'm going to read it regardless. All right. Right. Okay. So what did you think about um, the other milestone that came out? What was it? The Icon of Rocket. Rocket? Yes. I... I feel like I am very biased on this one because I kind of rock it as my favorite of the original milestone books. Uh, I love it. And I yelled about it to my friends and now they love it too. Uh, and the issue with this issue is that it's just a straight retelling of the, of the original, like first issue or so. I feel like it doesn't bring anything new to the table, like at all. Uh, but that's coming from me who has this stuff fresh in my head and who's a big fan of this, right? Uh, and who's a big right. fan of the original Milestone. I feel like somebody who maybe didn't read all of Icon and Rocket or is not familiar with those characters is probably going to get a kick out of this. That's No, that's good. So what would you rate? Mm, as a fan previously, mm, I don't know if that's a good wording because I don't want you to have to. <laughs> for newcomers. I, yes. I think for newcomers, this is a solid very straight up introduction to Icon of Rocket because it is like just the origin. It's, you know, uh, we, we get a little bit of uh, Icon's backstory uh, on the front end, which is different than the original milestone because we get that later on. But like, you know, uh, Superman, except he landed in uh, slave times and it's it's a whole thing grew up. Then we have the, the house break in, right? Uh, Raquel and a bunch of her friends break into uh, this man's house they realize he's a superhuman raquel realizes that he's a superhuman and, he, and she's like hey we can we can be superheroes and at first he's like no and then he's like yeah uh and right then, like, is, is that literally a, is that literally a, the, the same retelling as the original or are there twists are there like little things there is not like they i mean they took out like my favorite line of dialogue from the original uh which is which is what somebody reaches for a gun and he goes, whatever you pull out better be made of chocolate because I'm going to make you eat it. Uh, what did he say, though, in this? He said something similar but different, right? Yeah, I forget the exact line. I just know that he didn't... Uh, no, it was... He gets shot, and they go, why is... You know, I thought he was dead. And he's like, because I'm... Wait, why isn't he bleeding? I thought he was dead. And they go, yeah, because I'm not dead. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. He makes, like, a quip as he's like getting up from being shot as opposed to before they pull out the gun. Right. Uh, and something interesting about Icon, and I don't know whether whether the creators have, have touched on it yet or, like, talked about it in interviews, but the idea was back in the day that Icon was a black conservative, right? And yeah. whether they're going to bring that into the current comics or whether he's going to make a stand against new conservatism versus old conservatism, which in my opinion is similar, but different anyway. Like it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it has changed that much, no, but it's, it's, there it's, is a big shift recently. You yeah. Know? I think that they have to let one, they've sort of through his dialogue enough. You can sort of see him uh, looking down a little on these poor kids and sort of, uh, mentioning stuff about the, the sort of economic inequality and stuff like that, you know, people people will still rob and things like that. Uh, right. But uh, I think they have to, they have to in some way, may like add the 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 sort of conservativeness in there a little bit because if not, mm -hmm. then he's just black Superman. 
Right. Like, then you don't get, like, the whole point of him and Rocket is that you have this uh, old conservative and this very young liberal who are uh, learning from each other uh, mm -hmm. because they clearly don't understand each other's viewpoints in the beginning. Um, yeah. And, um, I, again, I, I guess that'll happen as we, because here we just, like, like, we literally just get, like, okay, we're doing this thing together, and then... Right. I think it's interesting, like, from a purely political or sociopolitical, like, point of view, Icon's an interesting character because, to me, and this is as a semi-outsider looking in, uh, it's it, it mirrors the relationship between uh, uh, modern African immigrants, like from Nigeria, let's just say, or Kenya or whatever, coming to America and their experience versus African-American experiences of people who have been here for generations and how even though they're both black, that they have similar but different experiences. And But then you also get this added layer of like, Icon literally like was a quote-unquote baby during like slave times like there's so many layers on this i don't know how they're gonna tackle it they there's a the, the issue is like they can't do it how they did previously because like we talked about being conservative means something completely different in our current political climate it like yeah well not like completely differently but like within the last two years alone you know what i, I mean, mean we say two years but set four plus four right like yeah like yeah uh, so I, like, I've been, cause I've been thinking about this for a while since it got announced. I was like, how the hell are we going to maneuver this now? Uh, right. and I'm interested to see where that goes. I feel like I didn't get a, a, a really, like a, like a clear view of that from this issue. Cause they just sort of did the origin. I sort of wish the conversation between him and Rocket is a little longer because it, last like a page and then she's like we should be superheroes and he's like nah that's stupid and then she's like no but really we should be superheroes and then he's like flashback oh man we should like totally be superheroes and then that's sort of it yeah you know i wish we had a well, little what bit was, more... was that flashback with a, a lover of his that he had previously in france or something it, it seemed like it seemed like a lover or maybe even a child like we don't know <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, if he could, yeah, we don't know whether he can have children. But if he can have children, it gets too close to like Vandal Savage, you know, yes, like in the sense that yes. like someone who's lived for eternities and has children over like millennia, like we, I don't know whether we need that for Icon, but okay. I'm like ninety percent sure that it's a lover, though. Like, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty sure. I mean, all it takes is like one time for him to like have a lover grow up and die for him to be like, eh, I don't need a lover anymore. You know, because he's an immortal being. Um, Dimitri, I have a question for you about this issue. Yeah. Because you, you haven't read a lot of the old Icon stuff, right? No, no. Cool. My my milestone knowledge is mostly through Static, the TV show. Because keep in mind, when Static, the TV show came out, I watched it, but, like, I almost was not allowed to watch it. Because my mom's... I was watching the first episode, and my mom was like, she didn't like the fact that there was, like, gangs in the animated show and there's a gun that he throws into the water right that's the first yeah. episode i think and like she my mom didn't like that and so like uh i'm she's definitely not gonna let me read the blood syndicate you know like <laughs> like so, so yeah as a, as a person who doesn't have a lot of experience with with this sort of stuff did this first yeah. issue really grab you like if if you didn't have to do this show 
Would right. you pick up the right. second issue after this? Ooh. I would because of my current want of like, because I know Icon to a degree and I know Rocket and I think because of the subject matter, I feel like I should be reading this because I want to see where they're going with it, you know? Got it. So it's more promise for the future than this particular first issue because I'm trying to think of yeah. like somebody who has no like like no concept of what milestone is because I feel like milestone is really important but a lot of people are going to be jumping into this stuff going like cool we get like black representation and superheroes uh without 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 a lot of the greater context for what that actually means right well right. ask me about that next week because I haven't I my knowledge of milestone uh or um iconic and rocket is like none um i've never read any of it and i have actually okay this is tbh i've never watched a animated tv show like from start to finish like any any superhero uh-huh. um i've i never my parents like i grew up on a farm and like oh. we didn't have like we had a tv but i watched whatever my older sister watched which was not cartoons um mm. and so as i'm just now as i've gotten older getting myself into these animated series because there are so many like so much knowledge that are from these characters from these tv shows that i wish yeah. i had yeah are you watching all the dc animated stuff because like that's no gold. i haven't watched anything there's a lot okay we got to get you started Yes, and so that's why. Yes, and so that's why, like, I'm going to be going into this comic not knowing anything. I'm I'm really excited. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm. It's on my list to read, but that's why I didn't dive into it because I was short on time, and I really wanted to do my research on it before I went in blind. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, Milestone is very important for the comic landscape. I think that it's about goddamn time DC puts some actual, like, backing to behind Milestone. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think that DC would be bringing Milestone back if it wasn't for the Black Lives Matter movement that happened recently and the movement behind supporting black businesses and the movement behind representation. And it's it's a new civil rights movement essentially okay, right so, like and yeah. i feel like that definitely that it, expedited that for sure yeah and we see yeah. that in marvel too because i think this is a good time to also kind of segue into did anyone read captain america this week the united yeah. states mm-hmm. america and we see a lot of that in there as well because yeah, I, I brought up the uh i have the i have the uh the cover art up there let's talk about united states of captain america issue two because that was a we beautiful have segue. Holy shit. Well done. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because we have a Nichelle who is also like fighting for, you know, obviously they didn't say it, but like the Flint, Michigan stuff and yeah. the water and like they're the black community not getting the resources that they need. And obviously right. they are looked as looked at as the bad guys for trying to have equal rights. And again, right. would that be would this issue be a thing if it wasn't for the Black Lives Matter movement and right. all the stuff, all the political stuff that was going on last year, this year? Now. Right. This book right. feels like a sort of a direct response to everything that was going on, uh, the, the United States of Captain America in general, uh, because 
they're not being shy about what they want this book to be with it even like both marketing wise and within the book like like uh what is it uh sam and steve straight up talk about how important it is for there to be other captain americas of other different cultures in there the the the, the underground captain america movement in here is uh, again a, a directly we need different people to wear this and represent something different i think michelle even like says it straight to steve uh steve and sam's face at the end here when they're like you should come with us she's, she's like no yeah she right. says she's like you guys are fighting in the sky because i loved i loved that like what she said like where they're fighting it like we need heroes fighting in the sky but we also need heroes fighting on the streets in the ground for our rights and everything and i was like yeah. that's my yeah. girl there there's an interesting thing about this character and that is everybody knows who she is in her neighborhood right like she's not wearing a mask people know and i believe the issue and the backup the the backup comic what's it called what what's uh, the comic like what's it called when a comic like a, there's a smaller comic at the end of a, a comic? backup story you're right okay backup story so uh they have the backup story which kind of talks about and if i if correct me if i'm wrong the, the difference between, like, her starting off as a vigilante versus her being like, no, nah, I'm not going to be a vigilante. I'm going to be a symbol on the ground marching with people, uh, 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 campaigning for, for, like, specific policies, that sort of thing. Like, she realizes that she's not there to fight crime. She's there to actual get, get actual systemic change, right? Mm. Am I, did I read this incorrectly, or is that kind of what that was? No, no, that's definitely what that was. Uh, that montage where, because uh, she, she like gets hurt or something, and then all, and then she gets shown the video of all the people talking about what she means to oh, them. Yeah, all that the, the got impact. me so emotional. I was like, damn, you, yes, you, you, and, you get me with this character. <laughs> well, and then especially yeah. because like I feel like uh, with so many people who are doing like some of these activist things, they don't realize the difference that they are making because these differences like someone who wants to make change. I mean, I was always the kid who was always like, I want to change the world. I'm going to, I'm going to fix everything. And then as you get older, you realize that you can't fix everything. And so it was really cool to see that, like, that was her, her mission was to help fix things. And at the time, it doesn't feel like she's fixing things, but then you see this like role of like every little thing that she does impacts someone in a positive way. And then it's like a reminder of like, this is why you do it. Yeah. This, uh, this, I like this whole this series. I'm oh, sorry. Then, then last one. Yeah. Mm. I, I really uh, like, like they're, they're hitting on topics that are, um, very, uh, touchy feely for a lot of people because we have like issue one, we had Aaron and, and uh, Aaron was transgender, wasn't he? Or- he was gay and he was a, uh, uh the, the Captain Almost. America of the railway, the railways. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because each of them are about something different, right? Like the Captain America about the railways is about safe passage for for people who lack a home, right? Mm. Uh, uh, it, it's about protecting those people. This is about protecting the people on the streets through through protest, through through petition, right? Like it, Steve and Sam are fighting giant robots and clones and aliens, and like, do we need a? We don't need a Captain America core that all fights giant robots. It's about how the, in a broader sense, the fight for America is on multiple fronts, right? Oh, like, I love that. What, That's what, so good. 
when we when we talk about like this happens a lot. It's like I don't have time to protect women who are domestically abused because I have to uh, 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 fight for for this X, Y, and Z. I can't fight for A and B because I have L M N O P, right? But it's like, how? Why aren't we all fighting for something and then pushing things forward through that? You know what this huh. is, Dimitri? I figured it out. This is Green Lantern, Green Arrow for the modern day. Hear me out. Green Lantern, Green Arrow from the 70s, the uh, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams book about uh, Hal Jordan and Oliver Queen going on a road trip around America because Hal Jordan is too busy uh, doing a bunch of space stuff. And Oliver Queen's like, you have to uh, understand what the, the people that you're actually fighting for. So they go to different places and deal with different societal issues. That's what this is. This is a road trip with Sam and Steve going to different uh places and sort of figuring out the different issues that they have there and realizing that uh, fighting that what they're fighting for means different things to different people. It, 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 it's very similar, the, the, even like the, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the premise of it, the, the, the road trip. Right. Well, uh -oh. and I'm excited for issue three because in the like promo for it, we have uh, Captain America with uh, another Captain America, but he's in his uh, indigenous costume, warrior costume. I don't want to yeah. uh, butcher that. Well, but. yeah. Well, I'm not sure whether it's his costume or his indigenous garb right. or a mix between it, because then it would be a costume, right? Mm. Like, it'd be a costume if... But then I think it is a costume, because I think they have the Captain America, like... Insignia. The, the colors yes. are there as well. Yeah, that cover so, is weird, though. How, how so? A Native American wearing the colors of the American flag. Like, yeah, it's, it's a little... That's why I'm curious to know how this yeah. issue is going to go, because I want to... Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, because so many Indigenous and Native Americans are so upset with, and, and they have every right to be, um, with America. And then yeah. you have this character who's going to be fighting for his people and for America. It's, I'm interested to know how they're going to tie that in. No it's doubt they're going to tie that like, No doubt, right? Oh, they have to, like, but I, They haven't shied away from that, right? That's true. Like, like the whole, the whole speech in the beginning of issue one is, 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 it's, uh, that I think is why issue one is more, better to me than issue two because of that speech and people and were upset about that speech. I know. And, and people that, are gonna, like... That made me so sad why they were upset about it because they felt like Captain America, like, shouldn't have any doubts, that he shouldn't, like, he's gung-ho. But then, like, hi... Have they never read a Captain America comic before? <laughs> like, what? I mean, yeah, that's probably it. Um, what am I thinking? That is probably uh, it. But, yeah, like, people who are like, I don't want politics in my comic books. Have you ever read a comic book? Like, how, like, there, books, there's... That's right. how they began. That's like, okay, right. hi, we have Captain America who are fighting the Nazis. Right. Uh, the way I say it is even grim fairy tales are there to teach a moral lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Like Aesop fables, like these stories. Sto we did not pass stories around just for people to go, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Literally all of, of human history, like stories are there to teach lessons. And our lessons have gotten more complicated as society has gotten more complicated. So they're like Shakespeare, like 
like obviously taught political lessons and, and, and you know so on and so forth socio-political lessons let's just say maybe sometimes these lessons aren't just politics they're social uh, things but like comic books of is that just that medium of storytelling that are teaching lessons we're, we're trying to teach bad versus good but then we get into the nuance of what is bad what is good can people change from bad to good or good to bad like how have you not read like if you've read x-men comics like how do you not understand that they're, they're political yeah again you read like anything particularly captain america because every other week the captain america story is i have a problem with the u.s government so i'm gonna in some way remove myself from that or i'm on the run from them or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even if we go right. to the Sam Wilson stuff for a little while, which that's something that sort of interested me about this issue. Don't mention that Sam actively fought for social change as Captain America, and they right. really gloss over that really hard because she sort of says to both of them, like, you know, you guys are in this kind of stuff, but like when Sam was Cap, that literally all he did was actively fight for social change <laughs> i like i like that run the captain the sam wilson cap america run because it mirrored and it was so tough for me to read because of this it mirrored not my president it was so much of that and it was super tough for me to read because of that it was not my cap but then it was not my cap, not because I'm racist. I just like Steve Rogers, and he's the best cap, and you're a nothing. You can't hold a, a light candle to him. And it's all these excuses on why he's not his, their cap or why Obama's not your president, but you're not a racist, but he like just it. is I, the, wor the worst president. He's not. I, anyone who knows history would know that Obama was not the worst president. Whether you like him or hate him, he wouldn't be the worst president. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I know, but people will always, like, find their ways of, like, oh, but but he did blah, 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 blah. They're always, like, no matter what, you can never... Right. I, I've learned by having conversations that just is, like, talking to a brick wall that people are going to see what they want to see. And most of the time, like, when you think you have... Or when you do have these conversations with people, like, they just tune out everything that you're saying and in right. hopes that we have, like... That they would get through, like, it literally goes in one ear, not the other. Right. Uh, I want to do a shout-out to Aggressively Relaxing there, who's who's watching us on, on YouTube. Um, uh, Aggressively Relaxing says, the people who pretended to be upset at, at issue one are saying more about themselves than the comic. That's very true. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong about what what uh, Steve said in issue one. No, There's not nothing. at all. And and I think, again, that's another way of having a hero be uh, relatable is because you have, like, we all have those feelings of questioning of, of what am I doing? Is it right? Is it wrong? What? And he, he should also be allowed to have those feelings. Right. There was another book this week that sort of touched on similar themes of this. Mm -hmm. Did y'all read Superman, Son of Kal-El, number one? No. I, I didn't. Tell list. me. It was on my list, but tell me what happened, because uh, I, I got the pictures for it. Uh, so uh, we start Emidius Res. John, is, uh, John as Superman is trying to stop this dude who's, you know, doing fiery stuff. He stops him with kindness, says he's here for him. The government is like, oh, we're going to knock this guy out and kidnap him. And John's like, no, you're not going to do that. Uh, and John being, for anyone who doesn't know, Clark Kent has a son, Jonathan Kent. 
Jonathan Kent has, is now old enough to be Superman on his own. So anyone who's not keeping up with, with DC Comics, uh, uh, there's a lot of cool changes with DC Comics, and these are all great hopping on points for anyone who is listening or watching to this show that wants to know where they can hop on. Superman, Son of Kal-El, just re- released issue number one. So sorry, Manny, continue. Uh, so after that, uh, John is sort of worried about what it means to be Superman, right? Uh, because it's so iconic in that role, and pretty much nobody else has had that role in, in that specific way. So he goes to his best friend, Damien, which made me feel stuff, because I love Super Sons. Uh, uh, Damien Wayne being Batman's son, being Robin, who's off doing yeah. his own thing right now, fighting ninjas. Uh, John hops over to that book for a second, and he's like, Damien, what do I do? I can't be what my father was. You know, I this means something different to me than it does to my father. And Damien sort of says, then, then like, just be you. Be the, the version of Superman that you want to be. What does Superman stand for to you? He asked him this. And he says, truth, justice, and a better world. He wants to address the larger problems in the world as opposed to just fighting bad guys. He actively says this. He's like, uh, I am like, so. this is spurred on by the fact that the government did this whole thing with that guy who, like, just was really stressed and had superpowers. He was like, I want to fight against stuff like that. I want to fight against the, the the larger issues for these smaller problems. So it seems like this is where Tom Taylor is taking this book, uh, which I'm totally here for. I like that. I like when you put somebody new in a role and immediately establish that this role means something different to this person, and it doesn't just feel like we're retreading old ground by having a, someone similar and the costume doing similar stuff. It seems like John's run is going to be more focused on dealing with. Uh, we, I'm 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 curious how they go about seeing him deal with like larger issues as opposed to like punching stuff because I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't have any indication of how they're going to do that going forward. Uh, but I'm glad that this is going to be a different feeling Superman book. Uh, yeah, and it feels right. Even the fact that like John is a younger kid and John is going to have very different views on the world than his dad did. Uh, even if, even if like Clark is like the best dude ever. Right. Right. Uh, so I'm right. here for it and I'm looking forward to see more. And uh, John Timms, who's the artist on here is really good. He draws Damien a little taller though. And I, and I almost think that's because like, I like, heard about Ooh. that. Yeah. He I draws him looking that, yeah. like, you know, fifth, like properly 15 or 16. But I think that's just cause he's like having John talk to a literal child is a little weird. Uh, <laughs> as opposed I to, I do th- I do think they should age Damien up, and I've no doubt they have plans for that. They're gonna age Damien up. Like he he's been written as a as a little child for so long, but like like let's age him up. I I'd be fine with that. I normally am not a fan of aging up characters, like hyper aging, but like age him up just a little bit. Give him a couple years. I didn't you know? like it with John, uh, at like at all. But if we're gonna, if oh, we're I didn't like already, it. Yeah, yeah. It, Bendis and Superman I have a whole issue with, but that's a different thing. Uh, I, But if we're going to do it with John, I think that we should have him and Damien be on sort of equal equal footing again because it feels weird because they definitely feel like they should be some form of Batman and Robin. And they can't yeah. be that when Damien's a baby. Yeah. That being said, I have one problem with aging Damien up is I, I need us to age Tim up. Send Tim to college, Tim Drake being Robin, like, because, Tim, like, I don't want Damien and Tim being in similar age groups. Like, like Nightwing is clearly uh, 
upper 20s. Jason Todd, let's just say Jason Todd is 26, 27, right? Two years younger than Dick, let's just say. Like, Tim should, let's, let Tim be, uh, let Tim be 20. Has let Tim Damian not left his be, teams yet? I don't, I don't think so. I that don't, I don't wild. think. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Tim, Tim's, because Tim was ready to go to college in detective comics when he was doing the Belfry and stuff. But like, we never see him go to college. All right, because he jumps and over he to was Young ready Justice. to go. Yeah. That's... And then we get, yeah, yeah. But now we get, we got Tim on Nightwing, and I don't think Tim has gone to college yet, but like he should. And maybe he's late for college. Maybe we could say he's, he is 18, 19, and he just hasn't hit college yet because obviously he's been fighting crime. But like, let's have Tim be 20, 21. I would love an issue where Tim's, like, Tim gets to legally drink. And like we get to see the Bat family come together and like drink with him. And then Damien wants a drink and they're like, no. And Damien's like, I could grab a drink if I wanted to. No one could stop me. And like, you know what I mean? Like, let's have you ever thought about writing comics? (laughs) I would love. I would love to write comics. Yeah. I do write, but I don't write comics. Uh, but I would love to write comics. Yeah. Do it. I love DC Comics. This is Dimitri Pereira. He is looking Uh, for a job in comics. Please. Hey, did you guys see that DC is on TikTok now? What is DC yeah. on TikTok? Because Marvel's Marvel's yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, I know I, that. I saw that DC was, but it's again, it's not like actual like comic books. It's like the yeah. DC like um, merchandise and, and franchises and stuff. Yeah, 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 and like animation stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, I think with this show, we're doing a we're doing a big. It's a big deal to have this show because we're trying to spread specifically comic book knowledge, keeping that's it up like, to date, keeping it current. I love you know, so much our, our TikTok community. Like, yeah, is, everybody's it, so nice. It makes me yeah. so happy because we all just like read comic books, like old ones, new ones, and like you could have like great conversations. It's so different than like the MCU and like the DCUE, like right fandom. I don't know, right? Just, which is which? They're all great, and I'm a part of that. Yes, you know, yes. I, I like talking about the MCU, but there is a difference between the MCU and the and the Marvel and Marvel comics, right? Like, there's a difference between DC movies and DC comics. Like, like, uh, in in one respect, DC DC comics are just so much better than DC movies. But oh my know. gosh, like uh, it, it's no comparison. Like reading, uh, oh, did anyone read Batman Re- Reptilian? I did read. Batman I did Reptilian. not. Uh, Let's like, talk about so, it. Like reading that, and then like sometimes watching like any like most DC movies. You're like, what? Yeah. That yeah. What so happens weird. in Batman Reptilian, and why should I care? Because I have you, not read issue one. This this is issue two, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you yeah. say, Manny? Did you say it was weird? This book is fucking weird, man. It's I, Garth Ennis, and I do not like Garth Ennis. Ooh, okay. So, okay. Why, why don't you typically like Garth? What else does he write? Uh, oh, well. garbage. Like the, the boys, the boys comic. I absolutely hate. I hate the boys comic. Uh, his run on Punisher was good, uh, you know. Um, oh, he did write Preacher. I forgot. I like Preacher. I, I haven't read Preacher, but like Garth Ennis has a problem with with he's an edge lord and he cannot write black characters without making them like making it weird. Uh, uh, I, I I don't know what to, what to say. Like, yeah. His, his women are also lacking. Like, 
I don't yeah. know if you would like this one then. Um, it's it's definitely different. It's it's dark, and uh, you have Batman trying to to solve this. Uh, what are they trying to solve? Uh, it's like there is this thing that's making people crazy and making people like hurt each other. Uh, and it, all the villains are acting in ways that they don't normally act, so Batman's trying to figure out what that is. Uh, so we have, like, Penguin and, uh, was it Ivy and Mr. Freeze? Mr. All Freeze come up. and Mr. Freeze, yeah. Uh, mm. And they're all, like... So, like you said, uh, Dimitri, Garth yeah. Ennis is known for some very specific things. That being yeah. being completely over the top and not being able to take superheroes seriously. Because uh, he hates superheroes. He does. Oh, he does? He He hates superheroes. Hence hence the boys, right? Hence the boys. And literally any time he, like, for example, his Punisher Max run doesn't have superheroes in it, so you sort of get the advantage of just seeing, like, a a, dark and gritty Punisher story. But if you read his actual Punisher stuff in the main 616 universe, he Mm. just takes a poop on every superhero that he possibly can. Wolverine Space gets run over by a steamroller. Uh, And this book very much feels like he is... Like not not taking Batman particularly serious. Like the story is like really brutal and messed up, but Batman is written very very strangely here. Uh, he almost reads as like British for me based on the certain certain the dialect that they have. Do they have me speaking in here? I, I didn't get British at all, but uh, now I'm gonna have to go back and reread it. And now all I'm gonna see is like Batman with this British accent. Yeah. Uh, uh, aggressively relaxing says, I wish they would force him out of his dark, creepy comfort zone, uh, zone and let us see Garth's squirrel girl. And I oh. do not want to see Garth Ennis. No, thank you. Look, <laughs> I no. don't want to see him touch any female character. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, because not. Like, I'm going to, uh, trigger warning here, I guess, but, like, he's going to have her be raped. Like, that <gasps> is Garth Ennis. Like, really? Garth Ennis writes rape. Garth Ennis writes rape like it's just a day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, and the only thing I've read from him is The Preacher, and I haven't read The Boys. I have complex feelings on Garth Ennis. I feel like he is very good under very specific parameters. That being, he's writing dudes, uh, or he's, like, I feel like a lot of his work is bloated with, like, gross blood and gore and sex and all that stuff that... But, like, when you boil him down, he does excellent character work. Like, the preacher works for me, not because of all the crazy stuff that happens, but because I genuinely care about those three protagonists. And when stuff mm. happens to them, it feels devastating. His war books work because he it's, it's very focused. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't get to do a lot of super crazy supernatural stuff. It's just, like, dudes in, in the trenches uh, having issues together, right? Then you get him doing other stuff. I feel like it becomes really problematic and really awkward, except for a single issue of Hitman uh, from DC where he does like a weird tribute to Superman and it's excellent. And you're like, why is this here in this book? <laughs> that's all about somebody who's pooping on. Like, there's a specific issue of Hitman. Uh, if, if you don't remember Hitman, he was the dude with the sunglasses and the big green jacket with the guns in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That book is all just like, you know, him taking the piss on DC superheroes. Yeah. Except for a single issue where Hitman and Superman just talk about, like, why Superman is great and, like, what makes him relatable and stuff. And you're like, how is this here? Uh, yeah. But Reptilian is very much on the side of, like, I'm going to do a lot of crazy and wild stuff here. And 
the people who are there for that are really going to like it. I am yeah. here specifically uh, for the artwork of Liam Sharp, who kicks ass. And he gets to, they give him uh, sort of artistic free reign to do whatever he wants. So he gets a sort of Dave McKean Arkham Asylum look to everything. Okay. Uh, I, or, I, I love I love the artwork so much. In this. Isn't it awesome? I love it. it yeah. And Dimitri, I, again, I know that you said, oh, maybe it wasn't you that I was talking to. Like, with the department, has anyone read Department of Truth? Yes. All right. Um, so, okay, maybe it wasn't this group that we're talking about. But, like, the artwork in that one is, like, very, I don't even, I'm not an artist. I don't know what it's called. But it's kind of, oh, they called it, like, chaotic, like, chaos, abstract. I don't know. But it's very, like, similar to that of where it's not just, like, very straight lines. It's, it's, it's just beautiful. You know Sam okay. Keith, the artist Sam Keith yeah. from like stuff like the Max and things like that. It, it's like very reminiscent oh. of that style of artwork, or the beginning, or the the early issues of Sandman. Uh, oh. it, it's very like curvy, and ev- the proportions are strange. But he, uh, Liam Sharp draws maybe my favorite Batman silhouette that I've seen in a very long time, hmm. uh, and he makes Batman genuinely scary. Like, I would not want to run into Liam Sharp's Batman in a dark alley or a particularly well lit out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me at least, that's the appeal of this book is straight up Liam Sharp kicks butt. <laughs> I yeah. Uh we're gonna move away from this, but like my last thought about Garth Ennis is I also don't like Garth Ennis fans unless they're they understand the nuance of it all. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly what you mean. It's like Mark Miller people. Yeah, right. I like Mark Miller, but I, I am, there's problems. I also feel like he's gotten a lot lazier recently. Um, Mark but, or Garth? Yeah. Mark Miller. You say Millar, but I haven't figured out which way to say it yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> I remember I used to have a sub in high school, Mr. Well, okay, he he taught Spanish. He subbed in Spanish class, so I automatically just called him Millar. Like, but it could have been Miller. You know what I mean? Like, because it was M-I-L-L-A-R, and we're dealing with, like, conjugating verbs in Spanish class in high school. So I was like, Millar, okay. Uh, Señor Millar, I think we called him. And, like, it's like, oh, okay, but I don't know whether it was actually Millar Correct or Correct or not, that's hilarious. Yeah. In in English, so all right. Um, uh, there's a there's a lot of comics, uh, obviously that that came out this week. Uh, oh, I wanted to. I finally got the thing up for for Robin number four. Um, uh, let's see. Can you guys hear me? You guys can hear me, right? You're good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, aggressively relaxing says, "Great point. That Batman is scary." So I think that was to what Manny was saying. About that Batman in that in that issue, uh, Robin number four is deals very specifically taking him off the island after this last issue, and he's hanging out with Rachel Ghoul. But Rachel Ghoul looks like Oded Fair. Do you know Oded Fair? He plays. Um, have you seen the Mummy movies? Yes. You know what? Uh, what's his name in the Mummy movie? The 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 one of the guardians of the guy. He's on the horse. He's like super handsome guy. You know who I'm talking oh, about? Oh, dude, yes. I I just looked it up, and that is wow, like to a T. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Odin <laughs> yeah. Fair now has like 
partially gray hair and he's in Star Trek Discovery now. And like, like, did you, did you guys read Robin number four? Yeah. I haven't. Okay. When he's, Rayshaw Ghoul is looking like, like a silver fox right now. And he's grown out his beard and grown out his hair, but he's just meditating. He's learning how to like, he's like farming, they talk about. Like, he's just being like, I'm not like dealing with killing anybody or running the League of Assassins or whatever. He's just chilling on this island. And he's like, you're my grandson. Let's Isn't talk. he like shirtless too? Like, like, like pretty, pretty reasonably well, built shirtless? Yeah, I, I don't know whether he's shirtless or whether, like, his, like, button-up shirt is, like, almost completely unbuttoned, and he has, like, necklaces, and he's just, like, he's, like, I don't know whether I would, uh, like, want him as my, like, stepdad for, like, my, if my mom, like, remarried and got married to him or whether I would want that. But the point being is that, like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know whether he'd be a cool stepdad or not a cool stepdad. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. But the point being is, he's looking very silver foxy. He, uh, Oded Fair is. When I saw that, I was like, I need Oded Fair to play Rachel Ghoul. Like that's what who I need because, like, uh, Ambrosia. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oded Fair. Yes, I googled him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's. He ages like fine wine. Like fine wine. Yes, fine I get wine. it. I would love to... <laughs> I have this TikTok video that I've been trying to, like, comprise in my mind for, the for like, months. And that's a, a TikTok video talking about, like, my my five boys that I'm hitting the club with. And, like, Oded Fair is on that, like... It's, like, Michael B. Jordan, Oded Fair, Paul Rudd, these are like my boys that I'm hitting the club with. And Oded Fair's on the list. So Paul Rudd would I love be that so much. Why hasn't that TikTok been out yet? I don't I it's I've been working it's a work in progress. Uh, I have some like photo because I'm trying to like Photoshop some like faces into pictures. Like it's me and my boys hanging out. Um and so Oded Fair is is on that list of like these are my boys. Um, and so, yes, he needs to play Rachel Ghoul, uh, stat. That's, oh, that's he... my, the that's my thesis. All right. Thank so thank you for, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> On top of us having DC, have you be their writer? We're also going to have them be your, uh, be the cast, the casting. Yeah. Or their I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Oh. They, they don't even know that they're going to have <laughs> a movie with Raw Ghoul yet, but now yeah. they do. Yeah. What was Manny saying? Uh, one casting director, Dimitri Pereira. We get that in big letters at the end of a movie. Uh, yeah. Daddy Dimitri. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm be, sorry. I'm I, sorry. I just thought, like, it would be a good, like, you know. Uh, you brought it yeah. in full circle. You did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what did well, you it's kind of like Marvel world? has that with Sarah Haley Finn. Like she casts all the Marvel stuff. Like people know her as the Marvel casting director. So you know, that's gonna be yes. Easy. That would be that would be cool. I would I would love to do something of of anything for DC to make it better. And I think you know, one or the other. I would love to take on any of that. Um, so yeah, not much happens in Robin Four except for really good moments between Rachel Ghoul and Damien. And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, it was it was a cool issue. A lot more father-son stuff in here than I've seen from them in a long time. Or rather, grandfather yeah. and son stuff that yeah. I've seen from them for a very long time, which is nice Nice to see. Uh, it's nice yeah. to see Damien not wanting to kill somebody else. 
for a little bit, even though he definitely still looks like he wants to kiss somebody else. Uh, right. Also, why the heck is Jason just with the Bat family at the end when they go to pick him up? Jason doesn't need to be there. <laughs> why does Jason not need to be there? What's going on with the I, Bat family? I just always get mad whenever Jason shows up to anything. I'm like, that guy's just a straight-up murderer all the time, and every Jason story is... He should join the Bat Family, and then he kills someone, and they're like, you're, you're exiled for... for like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's part of the Bat Family now. Like, isn't... Like, they're, they're I, all, like, you know... I would I guess, consider him part of the Bat Family. I guess in Urban Legends, we've gotten closer to... Yes. Uh, ...him being, like, a proper proper member of the Bat Family, because in, right. there, in there, he's gotten a lot of development in terms of his relationship with Batman. Right. Uh, well, you notice, though, the group that shows up at the end of Robin 4... Is it the Bat family per se? It's very specifically ex Robins. Oh, right, because uh, Stephanie's there too. Yeah, Stephanie's there. Stephanie's there, and like Cass Kane is not, isn't there. So it's mm -hmm. like it's not the Bat family per se. They're all ex Robins. It's Steph. Uh -huh. uh, it's Tim. It's Jason and Dick. Then four specifically, and so I thought that was cool. Uh, I'm here for whatever that leads to in the next issue because I love Bat family stuff as anybody should. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, right? Yeah. And seeing them interact is going to be dope, especially because Damien's my favorite Robin. Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love the Bat Family, and I need the Bat Family. And Lex, what's up, man? Lex is out there. He's uh, Wednesday Pull just showed up to uh, to our chat. Uh, hey, Lex. Lex is asking, how's it, go how's it going, everybody? Well, it was uh, going good until we found out that he couldn't be on the show anymore. Because of the earlier time. Lex! Children. Lex! Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, this is why uh, I'm interested in that Arkham, in that Arkham, what, what, no, what's it called? Uh, Gotham Knights. Yes. It's because of the Bat family. I, we need a live action Bat family and they've been, they've been horrible. Like, terrible. What, yeah. what has come out with the Bat family in it, in terms of, Batman and Robin. Oh. Batman and Robin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. live action, they've shit on the Bat family. They and, don't and allow Forever. Robin. Well, Batman Forever is just Batman and Robin, right? <laughs> I feel like you got to get a third person in there to get, a, a, like, a Bat family. You mean right? Batgirl and Batman and Robin? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, other uh, than that, not really. Yeah, like... I, we almost got a Robin, but then they killed him before he appeared on screen. So, you know. In what? Thanks, the Snyder movies. Remember. Oh, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin's just straight up dead in uh, Batman vs. Superman. I feel like the only good thing that could have come out of that was the fact that, like, if Bruce Wayne's been Batman for 20 years, he could have had a fully established Bat family. Because mm -hmm. I didn't like... I didn't like... Uh, 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 I didn't like the fact that, like, it was 20 years past, like, him starting as Batman. But the only good thing that could have come about is that a fully functioning Bat family. But we didn't get that. Nope, they, they killed one, and then they were like, that's all you get. Can you imagine, can you imagine the cinematic ramifications if you had a Bruce Wayne that, like, where Nightwing is already Nightwing? We don't have to see that part. We don't have to, like, we could see Tim, we could see Damien, we could see... I want a cinematic shot of the whole Bat family swooping off a building at the same time. That's I it. think I would cry. I would just straight up cry. Like, no, that would be it to me. That would be so wholesome. See, and this is where, like, I, I don't understand 
how like the cinematic universe and the comic book world like don't have more conversations with each other because there's just so yeah. many things that are so off like he really also, yeah. I'm gonna argue that an overwhelming majority of the appeal of Batman to comic readers is the Bat family I have I have talked to way more people in my life who are comics readers who are Batman comics readers who, who are like oh man I love insert not Batman related Batman yes! characters. you know what I'm saying yes uh, I love this Robin, this Robin, this Batgirl. This, nobody goes like, yeah, just just Batman, you know? Well, <laughs> well yeah. Um, I will say that when I ask people who their favorite superhero is or who their favorite, you know, character is, and the people who say Batman are the people who've only watched the movies and the TV shows, and none of them have read a comic book. But you are correct, because when you ask that to a comic book reader, they will choose anyone in the Bat family except for Batman. And I have a theory. I have a theory. Before the MCU hit big, before, there was a couple movies before that, but, but the point being is, all comic book related movies were ashamed of being superhero movies. That's why they had to like really be like, no, 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 no. This is X-Men in all leather. Like le they have, they have powers, but like they're not so extravagantly superheroes and the general public, the general mainstream was ashamed of liking comic book properties mainstream public now that the mcu is what the mcu is it's changed a lot of things and that has made people not ashamed to like comic books it's not ashamed to like fantastical costumes for wanting fantastical comics in their costumes in their media but batman was one of those characters that is so down to earth quote unquote that like people will accept batman and love batman for for decades because he's like, he doesn't have powers, he fights crime, his villains are interesting, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, nobody wants a Robin in their media. They don't want Robin in, in, the, in the things because then it starts getting too fantastical. But now, the mainstream public is fine with a Bat family because they're fine with a Batman that is more superhero-based and not just, like, walking around with armor punching people. And that's all that Batman is. You know, Real talk, I think the issue is they've always been afraid to just introduce Batman not from zero, right? Because my theory is that you cannot introduce Robin in a film. You can, he has to already come with the package. Because if you introduce Robin in the film, it's awkward, man. It's 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 this man recruiting a 10-year-old. No matter how you slice it, it's going to look strange. It's going to look weird. So you just got to have, like, Dick Grayson have already been there for a couple years. If you want to start with Dick Grayson, have, like, Tim Drake, like, be fresh off just joining, but you, you can't yeah. have a Robin origin on screen because that's, that's like it's gonna look awkward no matter how you slice. Such a good point. I have never even thought about it that way because that's what yeah. you get into, and especially like in society and so many people mm -hmm. coming out about being groomed and like predatory behavior, then that is going to be like the super like awkward turtle moment. Um and child endangerment, like I get it. That's why like Tiny Toons had the joke. There's Bat Duck, like Plucky Duck is Bat Duck, and then there's Decoy. <laughs> and and <laughs> Ham Ham is Decoy, and he has a target on his belly, and he's dressed as Robin with a target. And, like, like there's Bat Duck and Decoy. Like, the joke with Robin is, like, yeah, you're endangering this child by getting to, like, run around with 
things. But we see it in the cartoons. You age Robin up. You age Dick Grayson up and make it so that Batman does not want a partner. And Dick essentially like is like, look, either way, I'm going to break out of this manor. I'm going to go fight crime on my own. And then he's like, no, no, no. Maybe it's not child endangerment. Maybe it's I'm keeping this child safe by training him. It's like a, a kid pulling a gun and it's like, train him with that. Don't like a gun. I don't know. Maybe the gun reference doesn't work. <laughs> you get what I mean. <laughs> well, it's also like, uh, I think sidekicks are something that's really hard to pull off because you have to portray it in a way of it's not like that they are just as powerful as well. I, I don't know. I. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's where, like, the, 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 for example, the MCU seems like it's going to be, one, introducing these, 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 uh, kid heroes as, like, older, older teens, right? Uh, yeah. if Hawkeye has anything to say about that, right? And two, it seems like they're going to be independently joining that on their own as opposed to, like, awkwardly being pulled into the ranks by somebody or other, right? Right. Uh, well, also, I think there is a difference between having powers, though, and not having powers. Like, you know, if you have Kid Flash, Kid Flash, like, are you endangering him? Kind of. But also, what is he going to do? Stay at home with super speed? No. But then you have, like, characters like Speedy, who can fire a bow and arrow. Should he be going up against, like, killers and he doesn't have any powers? Should Robin? Uh... And I think that Marvel might be able to figure it out by putting Haley Steinfeld as older because she doesn't have any powers. She's older. But, like, Speed and Wiccan are younger, but they have powers. So then you can incorporate them. And Miss Marvel has powers. So what is she going to do, stay at home and not fight crime? It's the Peter Parker thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Um, The adults can hone the powers, right? But just plucking a kid off the street and going like, we're going to fight crime, random child who maybe can do a few flips. It's a little different. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, aggressively relaxing says, even Batman Forever had Dick played by a 30-year-old, even though he was he was he was played by a 30-year-old, but like he was supposed to be, you know, 18 or whatever. Uh uh, and then, and it says, uh, and aggressively relaxes, and still had him only join the team after it was clear he wouldn't quit. Yeah. You got to make that like then you're not forcing the kid to like join your your crusade. You have like Dick Grayson like be like, no, either way, I'm going to go out and find my parents killers. I'm going to go out there and like make the world a better place. And then maybe you get around that. But I need a bat family. I think that's long story short. Like I need a bat family. I think we all do. I think to make this world a better place, we all need one, A a good one. I want I want my like I love seeing Steph. I, I love seeing Stephanie Brown as like kind of Batgirl kind of spoiler costume. Like there's multiple Batgirls. Like we could have like a Batgirls TV show that is not Birds of Prey, but it's just but it's Oracle, Stephanie, and Cass. And those in are Cass, those are like three. doing stuff as Batgirl makes me so in, in like a costume that's sick and reminiscent of her old one, but with white eyes. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, uh, is there any other big ones that you guys wanted to talk about before we, uh, uh, cause I, I don't want to run out of time, but at the same time, like, um, 
I'm trying to think. Fantastic Four, uh, number 34. Did anyone read it? Read it in trade. Okay. I, I haven't Roberta? read it one. No. All right. Real quick, it's it's that Victorious, I think is her name. It's Doom's right-hand woman. There is a whole wedding with Doom and her, but problem is, is she just slept with Johnny Storm. And it comes out, and then Doom turns on everybody, and, like, like Reed is his best man, and then he's like, you have come to embarrass me with this, with this new truth, and, like, there's this whole thing, and so... Um, I, I I was I was kind of hooked in this whole Bride of Doom storyline. Uh, it's just a three-parter, and uh, they make it actually work really well. Uh, so I'm excited to get you know kudos kudos for them. Also, Johnny Storm, Johnny Storm not keeping it in his pants like I oh well. But to be fair, he sleeps with her right before Doom asks her to marry him. Like so. It wasn't like he knew Doom and her were getting together and then, like, then he slept with her. But, like, I don't know. Come on, Johnny. Come on. Every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, staying on the Marvel side, did any of y'all read Beta Ray Bill number five? No, I did that was not, on... but tell me about it. Yes, because I read that's like on my list that I wasn't able to get to today because I have been loving Beta Ray Bill so much. I like issue four was so good and I was so excited for issue five. So tell us, I'm okay with spoilers. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, this book rules uh, because Daniel Warren Johnson rules. Uh, and in here, he gets to do a, knack, a knockdown, drag out brawl between Beta Ray Bill and Surtur. Uh, you know, he finds the uh, the Surtur sword. He's like, all right, I'm going to take this. And Surtur's like, yo, what's up? So, like, that's not going to happen here. Uh, we're going to fight before that happens. And, he's, and then, you know, Surtur's, like, huge. And Peter was like, no, 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 we're going to fight, like, like man to man, mano a mano, horse face to demon man. <laughs> uh, and so Surtur, like, sort of shrinks down. He's like, okay, we'll do this. And then they just have a wrestling match, and it kicks oh. ass. Cool. Uh, because uh, Daniel oh. Warren Johnson likes wrestling. I'm per- like, I'm... No, I know that he likes wrestling. And a lot of it, like, like you get to see, uh, what is it, Beta Ray Bill, like, suplex Surtur, and you're like, hell yes. Uh, eventually, Surtur gets tired of that, grows real big again. But if you've been reading this book, you know that the, the ship, his, his mm-hmm. ship is, like, sentient. Right. And the ship is like, I'm going to transmute myself into something radical. Hey, uh, Scourge, hold on. We're going to do a thing. So she turns the whole ship into one giant gun for Scourge to fire at, uh, Surtur and Scourge is like finally a gun, uh, but like a yeah. really big, crazy spaceship laser gun. Uh, and you know, that happens. Uh, Beta Ray Bill grabs a sword, he he uh, he gets his human form again, and, and it's sort of like a, re- a weirdly melancholy ending. Wait, it's Corbinite form, right? Yeah, yeah, he get yeah, okay. he goes from like horse face to like just like yellow dude. Uh, yeah. and well, I haven't seen that form from him. Uh, it, it's sort yeah. of like a it's it's a strangely melancholic ending because a lot of this has been him and the ship sort of talking about what that form really means to him, right? Whether or not it's the true him, uh, right? Being comfortable as you know, like coarse faced guy. Uh, yeah. So, so so it's not so much of a moment of triumph that the, the the final shot is him like looking in a mirror uh, and sort of seeing the horse staring back at him. Uh, yeah. This book was really good. Uh, I love Beta Ray Bill. He's one of my favorite, like... He's you know, such an underrated C-list. character. Absolutely. One of my favorite, like, C-list-ish Marvel characters. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
his story is just overall i have always enjoyed his stories and i was so excited when they brought it back mm. but uh yeah he's just an incredible character that doesn't get like enough credit i totally agree like from his first appearance he beats the crap out of thor and you're like i know everything i need to know about this character right uh, and, and then I feel like he connects to so many people with, like, how he's just like, oh, but, like, this is what, how I look. Well, I guess we also get, like, Ben Grimm, too, or um, with that sense, but yeah. I, I love him. Yeah, and I think Johnson throughout the series has done a really great job of keeping the two things that make Bill great, the, the sort of emotional core of that character and sort of figuring out what his identity actually is, as well as his relationship to his people, like the sort of tragic backstory. And also, every Beta Ray Bill story is contractually obligated to have kick him kicking like seven different kinds of ass. And <laughs> in this book, he kicks seven different kinds of ass. He has a wrestling match with Surtur. Uh the book is now done, five issues and over. So if anybody's okay. like watching or listening, what? Yeah, yeah. It's five issues and it was done. only a five issue run. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, same with what else came out this week, uh, Avengers uh, Mech Strike, and that was a five issue run as well. And so that just ended this week as well. I, I it don't okay. like mechs. I don't like mecha. I don't like superheroes with mecha stuff. It was it was okay. Uh, uh, it was nothing it, to. Yeah. Uh, I, I read it because I started it, and I have to, I, like, it, it takes a lot for me to not finish a series, even though if I don't like it, because I'm always like, I have hopes there's going to be, but it was, I mean, we have Kane the Con the Conqueror in here, and um, yeah. fun fact, Avengers win, um, in case you didn't know, I know, Whoa. I know, <laughs> um, but it was, like, it was, it was okay, at, at the beginning, it was definitely, like, Transformers meets Avengers, um, and... Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that it was done, but... Does Ken get a giant robot? No. Weak sauce. Yes, I was, like, at least hoping for, like... I mean, everyone else got a giant robot. He should, too. Wait, no, yeah. he didn't. He created, like, zombie alien Avenger monsters, which was pretty cool, but... That's, that's, that's something. It, right, and then... But then someone, like, one of the strips in here, one of the characters was like, oh, that's real original, and I'm like, yeah, for real, that is that's not really original, so why did we have this? <laughs> Making it self-referential doesn't mean that it's still not like uh, you know corny, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Does this tie yeah. into anything, Ambrosia? Is this like part of like a like a toy line or anything? Or I thought that too. Like, why are you doing this off of a mecha thing if like it's not a toy-related thing? Because that uh, just sounds like the most obvious looking. thing. I, I should know that because I like toys, but um, I I actually have no idea. That would have that this would have made a lot more sense if this is going to be a toy line because like they have uh like the W or the web Spider-Man web and all that ties into like the web slingers over at uh campus. Yeah. yeah. So like that made a lot of sense. But I I, I don't know about Avengers Mac. Yeah. Um it didn't really stand out to me. I'm I'm cool with it. Not no. I, I I don't like Avengers in like big old like Iron Man arm like you know those stories where like Iron Man makes armor for everybody. I'm not a big fan. I don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what he was. He's like, Don't worry, guys, yeah. I got you guys these really cool costumes. That's why I felt like it was like Transformers meets Yeah. I don't yeah. need that. I don't need that for the Avengers. Like like I'm a, I love big dumb robots, so I may check this out regardless, just to satiate my curiosity. Well, yeah. I, well, and the, but we don't, they, they don't even wear their big robot costumes the entire time. That's what made me sad. 
is like it was only like a couple issues and then they were gone. Well, but I wanted them to wear them forever. Like that's what I really thought this whole series was going to be about, and never really was. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this uh, Amazing Spider-Man seventy-one. I'm behind on that, but I did read Black okay. Cat and Symbiote Spider-Man Crossroads. Okay, not much happens in Amazing Spider-Man seventy-one, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't know what that nope. sound was, but uh, Black Cat, Black Cat number eight. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah I read Black Cat in- number eight and uh, the. Those are the ones that like I had to really separate because we both have Black Cat and both as being like the main character, and so I kind of got confused. um, Okay, what's happening and everything? But uh, Black Cat Eight was really good. I I like I like Black Cat a lot. I do too. Um, Oh wait, what did you say? Jed McCain. Okay, got it. Uh, What Mm. else did he write this week that I feel like I read? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's 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 writing something else. I don't remember what it's out. Okay. But um, Black Cat number eight, and you said Symbiote Spider Man Crossroads. Yeah. Did yeah. You read Crossroads. No. Mm-mm. I think this is gonna be a one shot. Um, oh really? I think so because all the other Symbiote Spider Mans have been, haven't they? Is it like miniseries? Yeah. Miniseries. Yeah. Is this in that same, like, weirdo continuity slash timeline as those under symbiote Spider-Man stories? What exactly is going on in this issue? Um, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about, sorry, are you talking about, like, the symbiote, like, Extreme Carnage, that, that's, that, those symbiotes? Uh, no, the, 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 like, they've been doing a bunch of other weird symbiote Spider-Man, like, alien reality yeah. and things like that. Is that, yeah. is that sort of... That's in the same little thing, and it's been, like, such, like, this hit and miss type of thing i don't quite know what they're doing yet because they keep having this like symbiote spider-man like alien reality issue one and then symbiote spider-man crossroads issue number one but they don't like i don't know i don't know uh, so i'm hoping yeah. to get something out of this one like maybe a second issue we'll see because we haven't gotten a lot of second issues okay. did you guys read mr miracle source of freedom does anybody read that? uh I, I didn't. Uh, I want right to. Issue one. I like. I like Mister Miracle, but uh, is it good? Surprisingly good. Like I caught up on it this week. Uh, okay. It focuses on on Shiloh Norman instead of Scott Free. Uh, it takes place in a universe or timeline or whatever because every DC book is weird and different. Uh, in which Scott Free and Bardo don't exist, uh, and neither does and uh, you know the original. Mr. Miracle Thaddeus Brown was a black man. And he trained okay. uh Shiloh Norman in this. Okay. Uh and we sort of learn that as the as the sort of issues go on. And the deal is in here, Shiloh Norman's a really popular escape artist. Nobody knows who he is, hence the Mr. Miracle getup. Uh he has been pressured into try, into getting his uh, identity exposed. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna do that because I'm a black man. And that's like a whole can of worms that I do not want to deal with right now. Uh yeah. A strange otherworldly character who claims to be the daughter of Scott Free and Big Barda shows up and she's like, I'm trying to kill everybody with like a Mr. Miracle face who's doing Mr. Miracle stuff. And uh, Shiloh's super confused. He gets told to go to Thaddeus's grave. Thaddeus's grave leads him to Oberon, which is how this issue ends. And Oberon's like, yo, what's up? So there's like a lot that you don't know. Uh, I'm also, I'm sorry, my name is probably cooler than I actually am. It's like, it's like a phrase that he says which i thought was great mm-hmm. uh 
But this book, the art has been really good. Uh, this has been like the most that I've cared about Shiloh Norman in a long time because they're actually uh, uh, making a character here that I can get behind and that's really interesting. And even him dealing with the price of fame, which is something that we don't often see from Scott Free, right? Uh, uh, we, we sort of deal with a, a lot with like how uh, like race is really important in uh, fame in Hollywood and how something like that can completely change uh, a, like the entire country viewpoint on you. Uh, so there's that stuff that's really cool. And then there's the, the further mystery of what, what, who is this woman? Uh, why does nobody know who Scott or Barta is? What is Oberon doing here? What is the mystery of this new version of Thaddeus Brown? Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Uh, yeah, I've heard really good things enjoy. about it. It's totally worth catching up on. I'm really here for it. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Perfect. I'm going to add that to my list because, yeah, I've heard really good things about it. I just haven't had a chance. Like, that's my goal this week. I just want to get caught up on, like, all the things that I'm backed up on. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, my goal. I just want to be caught up on comics. Yeah. Uh, as we as we get uh, uh, have to close things up right now, there were new Star Wars comics that came out this week. Star Wars fifteen came out. I did not get to read it, um, but I've been. But they're all War of the Bounty Hunters related. So if you've been paying attention to this show or paying attention to the comics in general, there's been a big old crossover between Star Wars comics called War of the Bounty Hunters uh, that's going on right now, where you see different characters pop up, like Kira from Solo. The first time she's she's uh, popped up since the end of Solo is is during this War of the Bounty Hunters, um, and then you also have uh, the High Republic books, uh, which are in a different era of Star Wars. I think it's like two hundred years before like uh, 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 the prequels, you know, and, it, and it's kind of the golden age of of Jedi, and uh, that's uh, pretty cool. But I, I'm a little bit behind with that, but. Basically, these are all just recommendations for anyone who's like Star Wars but doesn't necessarily want to read the superhero comics. They want to read the Star Wars comics. Star Wars has a lot of like cool comics out right now, and and they're all fairly easy to jump on board if you're you know if you know kind of what these characters are all about. Um, I think any Star so. Wars fan should be reading these comics because you just get so much more out of them. Like if you are a fan of like the trilogy or like the original trilogies or like you just. I love all the characters in there that we get to yeah. see and go even further with their stories. Like the Darth yeah. Vader issue or the Darth Vader comics have been like some of my favorite because we see uh, Darth Vader in a whole nother light, like with his love for Padme still. And it's, I've been loving them. They're so good. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, aggressively relaxing is, is hopped over to volume. So thank you so much for that. Um, there's a lot of comics that came out. I'm just gonna just show as we're we're talking. Uh, I wanna I wanna say thank you to the audience out there who's been watching. Whether you know it's Lex or I see Cindy uh, out there, aggressively relaxing's out there. Uh, a lot of cool people that have been watching the show uh, through our live streams on our multiple platforms, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or again, our number one platform is Volume.com. And you can find us at volume.com slash The Keeg Show. We also got our podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud. We're, we're all over the place. So wherever you want to listen to the podcast, hopefully you're either listening to this or 
you're either listening to this right now or you want to listen to past episodes, you can find us there. Um, I'm going to be showing other comic book pictures as we are are uh, going over, you know, our social media and whatever. Manny, what is your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Any plugs that you want to uh, uh, plug? Uh, so you can find me on TikTok at Manny's Picks. I do uh, recommendations, comic history stuff, uh, how tos in terms of comics, things like that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Manny's Picks. Awesome. Do you have anything uh, anything big coming up? Actually, I do. Next Wednesday, I'm going to be on the Tokusatsu World Tour. It's a podcast on uh, Twitch.tv. Uh, you can Ooh. find it on uh, at Hakili's, and we're going to be talking about the Tokusatsu show. Uh, called Blue SWAT. That should be a lot of fun. So awesome. That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Um uh Ambrosia, what, what do you got what do you got coming up? Hi. Um I don't have And where can people find you? Um, Say your social media out loud. My Twitter and Instagram are Ambrosia underscore Linda and you can also find me at uh, Comics and Cupcakes where I uh, talk about comic books and upcoming comic books and all that fun jazz and oh, I don't think I have like anything like too big or exciting coming out but yes okay um both of you guys have tiktoks if, how have you guys' tiktoks been going I was talking to Manny prior to being on the show and like I haven't seen so many people's content like after like the day where tiktok like glitched and, like, I wasn't able to upload videos for, like, two days. And then people's, like, uh, like lost followers. It was it was that weird day. Um, since mm. that day, I haven't seen, like, any comic book content. Like, I don't see Manny. I haven't seen mm. Michael Mead. Uh, like, if I go to their profiles, I can see them. But yeah. I haven't been able to, like, they don't come up on my For You page or, like, my followers. Are you on the For You or... Well, no, don't look at the for you. Look at the following. Yes, and no one comes up on that either. Like, oh, I have, it's been so weird. So I've been posting less because I've just been super busy lately. Um, and so, like, that's my... If you were wondering, where's Dimitri? Uh, He's putting uh, sod in the backyard. I'm, wow, <laughs> it, was so, it was so tough. Um, just independent comics that I want to shout out because uh, I know Manny has read a, a bunch, but I, I think that independent comics don't get enough, uh, 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 you know, uh, representation or, or uh, you know, uh, shout outs. Uh, we got Made in Korea number three that came out. Um, oh, the comic of the week. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and it's like, uh, you remember that old movie AI, but if that were actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been loving Made uh, in Korea. Yeah. Uh, we got Skybound X number four for anyone who's really into this over-the-top shit. Um, we got Berserker number four. Uh, it's That's that comic that has Keanu Reeves on every cover. And <laughs> it's this and character that's like supposed to violence. look like Keanu Reeves. Okay. It's also going to be a Netflix show, too. So. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, vinyl number two. I know Manny, Manny brought that up. That book is uh, wild, gory, and crazy, but if you like uh, off kilter serial killer stuff. That's your jam. Cool. Okay. All right. And uh, there's also Shadow Man number four. Yeah, uh, that, that's a really that good. Manny one. had brought up. So I'm contractually uh, wanna... obligated to read every Shadow Man book. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I've been loving that. It looks crazy. Is it scary? 
Uh, it's Colin Bunn. If you haven't read a lot of his stuff, he does uh, some weird, not some weird, just some dark stuff. Like his okay. Empty Man, it's really good too, but definitely like blood and stuff. All right. Uh, if that's up your alley, definitely check that out. Thank you to the audience out there who's been watching the live stream every Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Or, uh, you know, you're watching uh, or you're listening to us on, on podcast form. Uh, again, our podcasts have been getting some good headway, so uh, I'm really proud of that, that you can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, so wherever you find your podcasts, would listen to uh, the com uh, comic talk by looking up the Keeg. Uh, if you're wondering how, yeah, how you do that, you're not looking up comic talk, you're looking up the Keeg. Uh, and all the Keeg podcasts are on the same podcast uh, uh, account. So you can do that, definitely. Um, definitely follow us on social media, TikTok or Instagram, at the Keeg Show. We're there. You can find us there. We always keep people informed with what we're doing. Instagram, especially always keeping everybody informed there um but we're however you guys are digesting us please click follow like subscribe give us a thumbs up or wink or a kiss or rate you know if you're if you are listening to the podcast make a review we definitely need the reviews uh uh to kind of get some 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 push uh on our podcast so uh thank you to anyone out there who's done that um, and thank you to anyone who's who's listening. And definitely follow Manny and Ambrosia on their social media uh, because you two, Manny, Ambrosia, you two are great. You're amazing guests. I love having you on the show. Um, for me, uh, I, I don't know how it feels on your end, whether it's like, oh, a whole month has gone by and then you come back on the show. For me, it seems just like, like I, I'm always like, I, I thought I just saw them. And it's like, oh, no, it's been a month. And it's like, ah, I got to get you guys back on, you know? Yeah, no, so, I definitely agree. Thanks for having us. It's always yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always great having you guys on the show. So thank you guys so much. Thank you to the audience. Thank you to the guests. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk. Take care, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.